Good morning, everybody, and welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. This is Morning Coffee. I'm your host, Vince Taglivia. I am live every Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And this is where we discuss the news and events in the morning before we get into our days and on with the hustles. So welcome, everybody. Good morning. Hope you're all doing well. It's January 12th, 2023 today. Good morning. Hope you're all good. We're going to get into it. This is amazing. Today's kind of a... It always tends to be this way. The news stacks up over the weekend. It goes through the week. By the end of the week, it starts to slow down. We'll see if anything big, huge, massive breaks today. But so far, it's kind of chill. Just going through the days. Uh, The same narrative continuing, progressing. But things are still happening. I'm talking about, when I say big news, I'm talking about stuff that has potential to knock the house of cards down. But... Regardless, there's still some stuff going on today, and we're going to get into all of that. Oh, man, yesterday was so amazing. Uh, Josh and uh, David got together and hosted a show on Paytel Patriots uh, Rumble where uh, (laughs) they debated with a couple Flat Earthers on Flat Earth versus Globe Round Earth. And it was extremely great. If you guys missed it, you could catch that on Rumble. There's links on the app. There's links on Twitter. Um, David posted links. Josh posted links. I retweeted links. It was so, I thought it was really hilarious. Um, it kind of got, uh, it kind of went off the rails. And uh, it was extremely entertaining, though. And there's some interesting ideas put out there. So, I highly recommend watching that if you have some time today to listen to a longer podcast um so yeah that was a lot of fun i listened to that yesterday i usually don't listen to so much content but i started listening to it i couldn't stop listening to it so i listened to it the whole thing and it was one of those shows where you're like all right i'm just gonna listen to this but then it's so uh, entertaining that you want to also just look at your phone or look at the uh, computer or whatever you're watching it on. You want to also watch it because you're just like, is this really happening right now? So it's hard to multitask. It was a hard one to multitask through, but definitely a good show. Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they had some characters on there. Last minute uh, extra guest and and whatnot. It was really, really entertaining though, I will say. So good morning everybody. Mr. Plum, Poison, how you doing? Grandma Revolt, good to see you. Hillbilly Jackal, Grits, uh, Jackie, can I link it? Yeah, um, yeah, I can pull it up real quick for you. Just give me a moment here. Uh, I guess I could... Boom, boom, boom. All right, and it's Thursday, so that means that after today, you know, all we have today is uh, coffee. Mick and V. Lynn will be with you guys in the afternoon, and then we'll have the Daily Dose tonight, the last Daily Dose of the week. We will have coffee tomorrow, followed by a special edition of Conversations on the Fringe with David Whitehead and myself as well. So we're looking forward to tomorrow. David did confirm, hopefully all the plans stick and we uh, 
do a show tomorrow night. And then following that show tomorrow night, which will be at 6.30 p.m. Pacific, we will be having our conversations, or what is it called? Fringe After Dark with you guys, the Redfield family, where we could get together and talk about, well, we'll probably be talking about aliens and stuff. So uh, join that conversation with us. Um, I'm looking for the link here. I'll get it to you guys in a second. So here it is, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'll just post the Twitter link. Here you go. So save that one. Check it out. All right. So let's get into it. Um, we're going to start not with finance because uh, I wanted to talk about Joe Biden. <laughs> He was finally asked about the classified materials. They found classified materials in his private office. They found classified materials in his garage next to his Corvette as well. He's just, he has classified materials everywhere. I feel like this isn't probably even the end. This is probably the beginning of <laughs> the beginning of everything falling apart for uh, the crooked Brandon administration. And specifically the crooked Biden crime family. I think they were running a shadow government, just like Obama's accused of doing. And uh, having these classified documents on hand is an indication of that. And I'll just say this again. Uh, well, I guess I'll get into it. But let's just watch this clip to begin. Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, thank you, thank you, Mr. President, Mr. President, okay. classified, classified material next to your Corvette, what were you thinking? Let me, uh, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon, but as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage, okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street, so but anyway, yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. Actually, I have a, um, that isn't the clip I wanted to play, but it is the, it is the beginning of the clip I wanted to play. Here's a longer one that I, uh, we're going to watch. Classified, classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway. Was in a garage. Yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn, this was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center, the Department of Justice, was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately uh, uh, no notified, and uh, the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see, we're going to see all this 
unfold. I'm confident. Thank you very much. He is so nervous. Did his voice just tremble in the end there? After he said how confident he was? The lawyer has arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see, we're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. Thank you very much. Oh my god. Oh, I feel like I heard him trembling there. He's like, hmm. Wow. I hope he's terrified, and I hope this really comes down, because this is not normal. This is not good. Yeah, I uh, impeach. I take secure documents seriously. I take... <laughs> it's all about the placement of the comma. I take secure documents seriously. If you say, I take I take secure documents, uh, comma, seriously. <laughs> That's funny, Impeach. Um, yeah, so he's talking about, I had documents next to my Corvette in my garage, but it's a locked garage. What's the big deal? I had classified documents in my library. I had classified documents in my office. I, you know, it's like... Wow. And this is everything, of course, they accused Trump of. And the FBI actually raided Mar-a-Lago regarding, uh, which wasn't even illegal documents. They were declassified documents because Trump was president. Biden was not president. These are illegally kept documents. Even... Yeah, so the White House confirmed it. That's it. That's that. We're getting into it. Um, McCarthy says that Congress must investigate Biden over the classified documents. Absolutely. And this is a developing story. We're going to have to see. Let me see if they updated this um, article. But we are waiting for more on this. So maybe today we could hear more. Uh, McCarthy said Congress has to investigate this, pointing to the Justice Department's investigation of former President Donald Trump for keeping more than 100 classified documents in his home in Palm Beach, Florida. And that's that's all they have right now. Let's see. I mean, I guess the next part of the story is the FBI kicks in Joe Biden's door and finds a bunch more documents and uh, children in the basement. Who knows? But, um, you know, this should be uh, they should take action immediately two-tiered justice system wow the corruption is amazing it runs deep so this is an impeachable offense um so this could be the beginning of the end for um <clears throat> brandon but you know what that means if they get brandon out of there quickly guess who's going to step up cackling kamala harris yeah Cackling Kamala Harris will be right there, and I wonder um, what they have on her. How are they going to get her out of there? Is there a bunch of dirt on her? I mean, there's probably a lot of sex tapes out there somewhere, I would imagine. Um, maybe the PP tapes are Kamala's. That's what I'm starting to think, since they were accusing uh, Trump of PP tapes, and they're usually guilty of everything they accuse Trump of. I could imagine Kamala has the P tapes, so we could see maybe that break later. Um and clean up this damn swamp, man. Clean it up. <clears throat> what a joke. This is a this is really terrible for them and they're having a hard time covering it up. The fake news is trying to trying to 
make it sound like it's a nothing burger. Um, this is not a nothing burger. This is huge. It really is. It's as huge as they pretended it was when when uh, Trump had documents. Uh, it's that huge. So, uh, oddly enough. Wow. Liars and cheats and disinformation artists are abundant. All right, let's talk finance now. Stocks and bonds and gold surge as rate hike odds tumble after CPI decline. We did get some data this morning, so here are the results. Despite soaring service inflation, rate hike expectations are falling after the headline and core CPI print as expected. Okay, so nothing crazy with the data today. And after an initially disappointing drop, U.S. equities are spiking higher and they're kind of volatile. They were volatile this morning. Treasury yields are tumbling. Dollar weakness is accelerating. And gold topped $1,900 today. Wow. Cue the hawkish Fed speak to jawbone financial conditions back to the Jackson Hole lows. Is this the unwarranted easing the Fed warned about? Let's take a look look real quick at the actual live stock market. I'm just going to go to Yahoo Finance to get these numbers real quick. Everything's kind of flat. So here we go. The S&P 500 is up 0.13%. NASDAQ is up 0.05%. Oil is up 1.72% at $78.74. Gold just below 1900 at $1,894.70, but it did top 1900 just moments ago. Silver's at $23.89. 10-year bond, 3.506, minus 1.35%. Bitcoin is up 4.34% at $18,122.04. All right. So... Interesting, interesting, interesting. Let's take a look further into what the heck's going on here. Um, Philly Fed president has seen enough. 25 BPS hikes will be appropriate going forward. Let's take a look at this. The digital ink on the CPI print had barely dried, but Philadelphia Fed President Patrick Harker had seen enough, and moments after the report, he declared that he is for a 25 basis point points in three weeks, saying, 25 basis points, which for the Vox grads does not mean 25%, will be appropriate going forward. Harker is a voter on rates this year, so that tells us that, as of now, there is at least one vote for 25 at February 1st meeting. And after today's report, likely many more. Quote, I expect we will see raise we will raise rates a few more times this year, though, to my mind, the days of us raising them 75 basis points at a time has surely passed, Harker said in prepared remarks Thursday after, uh, for an event in Malvern, Pennsylvania. In my view, hikes of 25 basis points would be appropriate going forward. Yeah, so they're like, let's uh, slow our roll a little bit, <clears throat> which is good, but at the same time, this whole market situation is just an absolute joke and disaster. Um, other Fed officials have also said in recent days they are open to making a more incremental 25 basis point rate increase at their next meeting, ending February 1st, depending on the data. But policymakers stress the central bank still has more work to do to tame prices and are not anticipating rate cuts this year. Okay, so they're not anticipating rate cuts. A rate cut would be bad, I guess, in their eyes. 
Um, bottom line, February 1st, we get a 25 basis point rate hike, and that may well be it from the Fed this hiking cycle, since not even all BLS gimmicks will be able to deflect from jobs falling off a cliff by then. So this could be the beginning of the end here. Sorry to be doom and gloom. We will see. We will watch the markets. We're coming up on February so quickly. Time is just zooming by. It's wild. Good morning, Gump and Yasha. Good to see you. Good to see you. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I am the resistance. Says, good thing I keep kept those gold coins. Yeah, there you go. Um... Inflation is up 6.5% from last year, according to the Labor Department. Wow. The latest inflation numbers come after the Federal Reserve raised interest rates in mid-December as part of ongoing attempts to lower inflation. How are you going to lower inflation this way, you idiots? The consumer price index in December increased by 6.5% compared to the same time 12 months earlier the Labor Department announced Thursday. The prices for all items fell 0.1% from November to December, the agency also reported. <laughs> the CPI is a measure of inflation that shows the average change in the prices that consumers pay for goods over time. Inflation is currently below the four-decade high of 9.1% in June. However, food prices remain high as the overall cost of food was 10.4% higher in December than it was a year earlier, according to the agency. Food costs also increased by 0.3% from November to December. The latest inflation numbers come after the Federal Reserve raised interest rates in mid-December. Excuse me. Um, the uh, Yeah, the latest inflation numbers... Yeah, the December CPI report is in the final is the final one before the Fed is scheduled to make a decision about interest rates on February 1st, according to CNBC. Well, okay. When I hear these numbers, you know, 10%, 9%, blah, 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 talking about the food prices, I just laugh because, you know, I mean, your area is not indicative of the entire country and i guess they look at the entire country but um some things have gone up you know they've doubled in price and whatnot so the, the fact that they're saying overall it's just you know 10 percent, just nine percent it's like bullshit you guys are i don't know where you're getting your numbers or how you're settling on this data but it is definitely probably cooked so silly you expect us to believe that i just went to the store we all go to the store all the time and you're telling us it's barely higher no something that was a, a dollar isn't a dollar and ten cents something that a, was a dollar is like two dollars or 250 or three dollars or it's not on the shelf get out of here with that they're lying their asses off it's a lot worse than they say and the main numbers they look at exclude everything that has the biggest price moves that we all purchase pretty much every day so they're just full of it I, I tell you what that's my opinion I think they're full of it just like all the other fake news um, <laughs> the FTX attorney Dietrich or Dietrich Dietrich had a statement in the US bankruptcy court in Delaware apparently FTX Sam Bankman Freed plans to sell altcoins worth 4.6 billion dollars that they found so that's interesting. And they said 
that when they do sell it, it's going to just absolutely crash the coin that they're selling because it's putting so much uh, supply into the market. So that'll be interesting to see when they start dumping all those coins and get their 4.6 billion that they just <laughs> misplaced and found after they realized after they couldn't uh, get their other funds. Um, after their other funds were taken away, uh, that's so funny because they were going to sell sell shares for shares of Robinhood stock for five hundred million in order to pay their legal fees, and that wasn't allowed. And then now they just mysteriously found this. Don't you love it when you just forget about five billion dollars that you had laying around? I love that. You just like check the couch cushion, and there it is, and saves the day. So good. These guys, man, absolute crooks. Eggs in Michigan are six ninety nine a dozen. Wow, yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Hillbilly Jackal says yes, and check those expiration dates. Ooh, yeah, they're putting old food out there, huh? It's okay. Ah, you know, I don't believe in expiration dates. I believe in my nose and my taste buds. If it's good, I'm eating it. I don't care. I'm, I'm, you know, that's just me. But yeah, be careful. I'm not a doctor or anything, but you know. Uh, what else? I think that's all we're gonna do for, <laughs> um, for finance. <clears throat> all right, onward here. Let's talk about just the crazy destabilization of our of our society and this type of lane of stuff uh police a um a 118 year old historic korean church in portland oregon burned down by a 27 year old transsexual why is this relevant well they're attacking churches they're they are uh, so sad. Look at this old church just absolutely burning down. Radical, um, radical, alphab radical alphabet soup dude there who I guess says he's a girl or it's a girl that has take hormones to be a man. I don't even know anymore what's going on, but they did this. They're probably radicalized by Antifa. Who knows? Let's read the story. Portland, Oregon. Over the past few years, Portland, Oregon has been ground zero for the anarchy which has spread across the country. You can be sure if anti-fascist fascists are engaged in mayhem, it is likely rooted in Portland. A shame, because it is a once beautiful city. The latest shameful display came after a 27-year-old cross-dresser has admitted responsibility for burning down a historic church in the city, proud to admit that he wanted to take credit for his act of anti-Christian hatred, the Blaze reports. On January 3rd, around 5.30 p.m., firefighters responded to a 118-year-old Portland Korean church, formerly known as the First German Evangelical Church. Antifa report reported on it. Trans woman Cameron David Storer, a.k.a. Nicolette Fate, she, her, has been charged for allegedly burning down a historic Portland church this week. She is currently jailed in a co-ed medical dorm in a single cell. Video of this historic downtown Portland, Oregon church that was destroyed allegedly by New England trans woman Cameron Nicolette Storer. <laughs> Not only was this 
targeting religion, but it's also targeting Koreans, I suppose. I don't know if that's intentional there, but it's funny how they're against all this stuff, and here they are, just burning the, uh, down churches. Emergency units responded to the 3,000-square-foot church after reports came in which indicated the building was fully involved. The fire required a response of 12 engines, 6 ladders, 4 battalion chiefs, and some 75 Portland Fire and Rescue personnel. According to the fire department, the church was not occupied when there was when there was the fire. Um, the church was a total loss. KOIN reported that demolition crews are in the process of demolishing the remainder of the building this week. Oh my gosh. So they tore it down. This is terrible, man. Absolutely terrible. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. This is what we see nowadays. It's so sad. These people are crazy. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> Alright. Um, and of course, the war on science. The war on science is real. Let's check this out. Biden administration to scientists. If you want grants, you must promote inclusion and equity. The Biden admin has a message for scientists. Get woke or go broke. At issue is a new police by the Department of Energy. I'm sorry. Is a new policy by the DOE, America's chief physical sciences funder. That demands grant applications demonstrate adherence to social justice orthodoxy per the Daily Caller. The, po the new policy, which began in October 2022, requires grant proposals that are submitted to the Department's Office of Science to include a, quote, promoting inclusive and equitable research plan in, in addition to information regarding their scientific project, according to the office. Researchers who want to receive funding must explain how they are working to promote fairness and inclusiveness while carrying out their studies, because doing so is an intrinsic element to achieving scientific excellence. The quality of PIER plans, which is the Promoting Inclusive and Equitable Research Plans, will be one of the criteria used to evaluate grant applications and will be used, into, uh, used to inform funding decisions. Go woke or go broke. So if you're not just a part of this woke crazy crew, like uh, or just touting whatever they want you to say, putting pronouns in your profile and all this crazy stuff and doing this crazy woke science, you're not going to get funded. Not by them. So this is how they control the narrative and control the truth and control the information. These, you know, scientists have clout. When people hear things from scientists, they tend to want to believe them. Of course, when you're red-pilled, you're skeptical of everybody. But this is this keeps everybody who's doing real science out and puts people in there who are malleable, who will, who will just do whatever you want them to do because they're corrupt and they want to virtue signal and they want to be inclusive and they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and all this nonsense. I think of Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's just completely going along with the narrative. I think of, like, just these... He's not even a real scientist, in my opinion. He's just a damn uh, celebrity at this point. But, uh... What a joke. 
What a disgrace. Uh, <laughs> the White House and Democrats scramble as the Biden batch document scandal spirals. The GOP calls for a special counsel. We talked about this happening. It's so hilarious. I can't wait to hear what else they say on it today. Um, so we know Biden just went to Mexico recently. F oddly enough, unfortunately, um, they ran out of time before they could discuss migration with Mexico. Can you believe this? <laughs> uh, Infowars reported this. All right. Uh, the U.S. cabinet officials reportedly ran out of time before they could formally discuss migration with Mexico as part of Joe Biden's meeting with An uh, Andre Manuel Lopez Ebrador in Mexico City on Monday. Oh, my gosh. Um, migration gets short shrift. Uh, Biden says... He, AMLO Trudeau, spent a lot of time on migration, but AMLO says it was discussed in a very broad manner. <laughs> oh my gosh. And AMLO is what they're calling um, Andres. <laughs> okay. Uh, U.S. and Mexico cabinet officials ran out of time before discussing migration in a formal meeting in Mexico City on Monday, according to people familiar with the matter, leaving a major issue between the countries largely unaddressed. Yeah, how convenient. Ugh, how convenient. What a joke. Uh, we haven't really talked about this next story too much, but I think it's an important one, and we have an update on it. Um, recently, over the past few days, you may have seen this, may not have, but there was uh, one of the largest hospitals in New York City, or maybe the largest, had a protest from the nurses and stuff, the workers of that hospital. They protested and all walked out of the hospital. Uh, it was, you know, fairly substantial protest, and they were protesting for better hospital conditions for the patients, which, you know, that's fine to me. I think there are other things I think it's an important thing. And they were offered money, and they said, we don't want money. We want better conditions for our patients. We want help. We want more people. We need help, you know, because they're so um, abused. They're so, they're, they're stretched so thin. I don't know if there's any nurses listening, but it's a tough job. Um, it's a very tough job. So they want help. They want better conditions. Um, unfortunately, they weren't saying... Uh, you know, the truth about the vaccine and this kind of thing, which really we need to go there, but uh, let's take a look at the story here. Um, uh, shoot. Here it is. So, New York City nurses end their strike with a tentative contract. The union had expressed concerns over staffing issues that were exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic. Thousands of New York nurses, New York City nurses, will be back to work Thursday after their union reached a tentative contract agreement with two major hospitals, officials announced. More than 7,000 nurses went on strike Monday after their union, the New York State Nurse Association, was unable to reach a contract with Mount Sinai Hospital and uh, Montefiore, I don't know how to pronounce that, Medical Center. The tentative contract ensures better staffing ratios and a 19% raise over three years, the Associated Press reported. That is a shit deal, I will say that. 
The union had expressed concerns over staffing issues that were exacerbated by COVID-19 pandemic. Quote, Today, we can return to work with our heads held high, knowing that our victory means safer care for our patients and more sustainable jobs for our profession, said Nurse Nancy Haggins, president of the state union. The agreement is fair and responsible, and it puts patients first, Mount Sinai said. Um, so interesting i guess maybe this is it maybe it's over i i i see these union these union deals are never enough for me i'm always like oh my gosh you guys really folded for that deal holy smokes you guys are just getting ripped off you don't know what you what you have uh thank you k wall for life for qual for life for the cookie over there on uh pilled i appreciate that that's very generous of you uh, we've got some storms approaching. I'm not talking about the storm in D.C. where all these documents are absolutely terrifying everybody. What are we going to do about all these classified documents and our really idiotic president who can't keep his mouth shut? There are actual storms coming to California this weekend. Two monster storms are about to drop, about to bomb already drenched California. Bomb cyclones. Oh my gosh. After 16 days of relentless Pacific storms, including a bomb cyclone and a constant stream of atmospheric rivers. Can I just say this? Since when do we call every storm an, a river and a bomb? What happened to just, you know, some heavy rain? When I was a kid, it was heavy rain. Expect heavy rain. Watch out. Heavy rain and thunderstorms. Not a bomb cyclone's coming. What the fuck? is going on. Is this part of the psychological warfare where they just intensify everything to scare the shit out of us? This is thanks to a shift in the flow of air thousands of feet above the ground, the jet stream. Its winds gradually shifting north in the coming days, meaning the storm will finally begin to close. But before it does, two more storms will roll into far northern California this weekend and into early next week. Some of the rain and snow will spill into the rest of the Golden State. Raising the risk for flight, uh, I'm sorry, the risk for light to moderate bands of rain in areas that are filled to the brim, all from the recent storms. And somebody's going to probably make a meme out of this and put Nancy Pelosi in here because those storms are voluptuous positions in the Pacific. All right, um, so I'll probably get this storm as well. A storm door that just won't shut. Thursday's shift in the jet stream has some far-reaching implications to the overall weather pattern in the Bay Area and much of California. Da, da, blah, blah, blah. So be careful, Californians. Get ready. It's uh, going to get wet. And I know you guys aren't used to that. And, you know, there's potential for flooding and landslides and all these types of things. So that's why we prepare. Um, and of course, because of all this, the experts, and I don't know if these are real experts or if these are the woke experts that are able to get funding for science still, but the experts are claiming that California is set for a mega earthquake now following the unusual parade of cyclones and news punch posted this article. So they're probably right. Actually, that could be, that seems logical to me, hopefully not, but I wouldn't be surprised. So. That would be just terrible. A flood and then an earthquake? Gosh. Hopefully not. 
NBC News Prez, who claimed they were ferociously nonpartisan, is stepping down. He's like, we did so great, I'm just going to step down. We're so nonpartisan, so fair, but I, I'm going to step down. Noah Oppenheim, the former producer of Hardball with Chris Matthews, who became NBC News president in 2017, is stepping down from the job to work on film and TV projects for NBC Universal, like the forthcoming Robert De Niro project with Netflix. Wow, good for you. Um, Oppenheim claimed in an interview with Pointer Pointer.org that quote. We're ferociously defending the idea that it's possible to hold the middle ground and be objective and nonpartisan. Nonpartisan. Oh, get out of here. NBC News remains the gold standard in German journalism, upholding the values of objective, thoroughly sourced, nonpartisan reporting. Ooh, NBC? Are you kidding? Are we thinking about the same NBC? NBC News. Let me check. Let me go. NBC News. I'm pretty sure you guys are fake news. Uh, wow. White House says classified documents were found in Biden's garage in Delaware. Good job. Uh, what else? I mean, I guess that's a hard one to ignore. Inflation cooled in December to 6.5%. People with diabetes struggled to find da 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 da. I'm just looking at headlines here, checking their site. Satellite images hint at COVID outbreaks. True toll in China. Okay, so they're like, look at these satellite images. This parking lot was full, and then the parking lot was empty. They're all dead. Uh, California has been hammered with rain. Da, 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 da. Actually, they're not that bad today. Let's see. Trump discusses discussed using a nuclear weapon on North Korea in 2017 and blaming it on someone else, according to a book. There's some of the nonpartisan propaganda stuff. Uh, I mean, partisan propaganda. Um... Wow. Oh, missing girl. Sad. Uh, Putin, Putin's chef rises as his mercenary mercenaries progress in Ukraine, challenging. I'm sorry. Putin's chef rises as his mercenaries progress in Ukraine, challenging Russia's military establishment. What the fuck is this? <laughs> okay, let's see what they're saying. Ukraine. The head of the Russian mercenary group is emerging from the shadows to challenge Moscow's ruling establishment using battlefield success in Ukraine to burnish his credentials as a new face of the war. Yevgeny Prigazin claimed victory for his Wagner group of military contractors in the salt mining town of Solidaire on Wednesday in what would amount to the Kremlin's first battlefield success for months after a string of embarrassing setbacks. So look, I think they're full of it. They're GDLs, just classic GDLs. Gosh darn liars, that is. Alright, well, let's get on with it here. It's 9-11 a.m. here where I am. Um, George Soros is dishing out more cash to make sure he wins in 2024. Of course he is. George Soros. I hope he loses on his investment. Um, let's watch it. This is a couple minutes long here. By uh, uh, this is one of the most powerful people in the world, and, and he's not afraid. 
N3 network to use his power to get what he wants. I'm going to show you some evidence that he's already started planning for the 2024 election and how he's going to make sure he wins. It's never been a race against Democrats. It's always been a race against George Soros. Newsbusters reports that the liberal billionaire George Soros is taking his title as the largest donor for the 2022 midterms to the next level by hinting that he's prepared to buy the 2024 presidential election. As reported by Politico on December 7th, Soros invested $50 million into his leftist super PAC, Democracy PAC, quote, adding to his already substantial investment in Democrats and candidates for the 2024 election cycle. On top of the $128 million he spent during the 2022 midterm elections, this is an impressive amount. The article notes that it's the latest sign that Soros will continue to play an enormous role in Democrat campaign finance, particularly ahead of the next presidential election. On December 7th, ABC, CBS, NBC evening news shows the talking heads there ignored the report. There clear, clearly has to be a reason as to why top leftist news outlets don't want to bring attention to such news. If you ask voters who had more top donors during the midterms, I assure you the overwhelming majority would respond with Democrats. George Soros always leads the way for Democrats. And this is what politics is all about. Who can raise the most amount of money? Well, the Hill report said wealthy Americans made a big contribution to down-ballot candidates this midterm season. During the 2022 midterm election cycle, campaign spending soared. The Open Secrets Research Group estimates that the federal election spending increased by nearly $2 billion from 2018 to 2019. The staggering $540 million was poured into this year's elections by 10 wealthy individuals. That's according to Open Secrets data. Many of these mega donors gave their money to outside groups such as super PACs, which can spend unlimited amounts on election ads. Approximately 62% of their contributions supported Republicans who have received far more support from wealthy donors and Democrats leading up to November. Oh, I said, of course, and thank you, Lucky Seven, for sharing that uh, with me. We have actually a shot of Joe Biden's locked garage where he hides classified documents. You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. <laughs> so I'm excited about it. <laughs> Look at that. Wow. So secure. I bet they're probably in those boxes right there, actually, huh? Wow. Or maybe it's behind that curtain. You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. <laughs> so I'm excited about it. Wow, Joe. Good job. <laughs> oh my gosh. This was a weird story that I found last night. Somebody shared it on the app. Thank you to the Redfield family over there sharing this crazy stuff. Fox News reported it. Let's see what they say. So weird. Michigan's Muslim Majority City Council approves animal sacrifice for religious purposes. The matter was put up for a vote last month, but a ban was upheld. 
A Detroit area city on Tuesday voted to approve allowing residents to sacrifice animals at home for religious purposes. The Hamtramck City Council, whose members are all Muslims, approved the practice 3-2 to two Tuesday. The matter was put up for vote in December, but city council members kept a ban in place. The issue was revisited this month after legal advice and objections from resident Muslims and Detroit Free Press, the, Detro the Detroit Free Press reported. If somebody wants to do it, they have the right to do their practice, council member Mohammed Hassan said. Muslims often slaughter animals, especially goats or sheep, during the holiday of Eid al-Adha, al -Adha, or pay someone to do it for them. Meat is shared with family, friends, and the poor. It's not something new or novel, explained Duwad Walid, director of Michigan branch of the Council of the Council on American-Islamic Relations. This is when Muslims recognize Abraham sacrificing a sheep instead of having to sacrifice his son, Walid said, in an apparent reference to the Quran and Old Testament passage. Hamtramck residents will be required to notify the city, pay a fee, and make their property available for inspection. Hamtramck has a population of 28,000. More than half the residents are Yemeni or Bangladeshi descent. Look, they make it sound a lot worse than it is. If they're just um, killing something to eat for a celebration, I don't see the issue with that. When you get to these creepy rituals and to kill to kill and, you know, this weird stuff, it gets a little weird. And that's what it seemed like at first. But I don't have a problem with this. Do you guys have a problem with that? I think that they should not even be in their business. I think that... Um, you know, for Christmas, if I want to kill a deer and have some deer meat as my religious celebration, I should be allowed to do that. And it's not, it's not a creepy animal sacrifice to, to get it done. Or, you know, it's, this is kind of, I feel like a clickbait story. And there shouldn't be a required permit and, oh, we get to inspect your stuff and you got to let us know what the heck you're doing. Stay out of our business. Let us do whatever we want. And uh, everything will be great. Thank you. That's how I feel about it. <clears throat> I don't know. If you guys agree, let me know. If you disagree, let me know. I'm just... That feels right to me. Um, the German Green Party. Germany is like the forefront of the woke... <laughs> the woke disaster we see. The German Green Party replaces its own white male justice minister with a black female who has no law degree or political experience. Wow. <laughs> this, uh, they tend to do this. Sometimes people have qualifications. Other times the only qualifications they have are uh, woke uh, things like they're a person of color, they're gay, they're lesbian, they're trans. Um, which aren't really, that has nothing to do with how well somebody could do a job. The controversial case may leave white males in Germany's Green Party worried about being fired over their skin color or gender. <laughs> in the West, many of the white males who signed up for the agenda of multiculturalism, progressivism, and open borders are finding that they are too white and too male to be of use in the socio-political system any longer. The latest case in Germany highlights this trend where the Green Party dismissed its own justice minister, Dirk Adams, in the German state of Thuringia. He was, not, he was not found guilty of any wrongdoing, but instead he was simply a male of the wrong skin color, which, by the Green Party's own admission, was the entire basis of, for his dismissal. 
Adams will now be replaced by Afro-German Doreen Destat. Thuringia's minister-president Bodo Ramelow of the left party fired Adams, who was the minister of migration, justice, for, justice and consumer protection. The dismissal came about after the Green Party directly requested him to replace to be replaced by Denstadt, who has no law degree or political experience. Congratulations on your new position. Wow. Climbing the ladder. Good for you. And this was a great story. Guess what they want to put at the Capitol? You know, they oftentimes have artwork, presidents, busts of presidents, uh, these kinds of things. Well, now they want to put a bust. They want to display a bust of Zelensky at the Capitol. They're just worshipping these these Nazi Ukrainians it's left and right. Absolutely nuts. So members of Congress who are, again, decent people are now trying to spend your money on a monument to a foreign leader in the U.S. Capitol. That's insane. And of course, that foreign leader is President Zelensky of Ukraine, who is dictatorial. It's not even a democratic country. He banned opposition parties trying to ban an entire Christian denomination. The person leading this charge, we're sad to say, is a really nice guy. He was pretty conservative, actually. Joe Wilson of South Carolina, Republican member. He's just sponsored legislation to display a bust of a foreign leader, Zelensky, in the Capitol building. The legislation he's putting forward would ensure that Zelensky's bust is on display, quote, in a suitable permanent location in the House of Representatives wing. So we can worship him daily. This is crazy. Let's hope we pull back. <laughs> this is crazy absolutely i agree tucker wow <clears throat> clown world never stops what's gonna happen next mr plum says does freedom of worship and religion infer freedom of practice or do practices of a religion in the u.s still have to adhere to the laws of the land Wow, that's a really good question. I would imagine that a law that was counter to somebody's religious actions would be unconstitutional. That's just my initial thoughts. Uh, but at the same time, of course, they're going to hold you responsible to their unconstitutional laws. So I guess it's just a gray area of our corrupt and broken system. Uh, if anybody has a better answer, I would love to hear it in the comments over there on Rumble or uh, anywhere. Um, hmm. It's an interesting, interesting question. Uh, let's talk a little bit about health. I can't believe people are still getting jabs after all the data's out there. Even fake new CNN is coming forward and saying, um, "Did I? Do I have it?" Even fake news CNN is coming out, here it is, and saying things like this. The FDA vaccine advisors disappointed and angry that early data about new COVID-19 booster shot was, wasn't, present, wasn't presented for review last year. 
Some vaccine advisors to the federal government say they're disappointed and angry that government scientists and the pharmaceutical company Moderna didn't present a set of infection data on the company's new COVID-19 booster during meetings last year when the advisors discussed whether the shot should be authorized and made available to the public. The data suggested the possibility that the updated booster might not be of any, any more effective at preventing COVID-19 infections than the original shot. The data was early and had many limitations, but several advisors told CNN that they were concerned about a lack of transparency. U.S. taxpayers spent nearly $5 billion on the new booster, which has been given more to more than 48.2 million people in the U.S. And they quote them and whatnot. So this is like real news light coming out of CNN, where they're just starting to maybe just play with the idea of telling the full-blown truth about this vaccine disasters that we are facing globally uh the truth of the matter is they need to stop the jabs completely now which is why emergency doctors are calling for the immediate suspension of mrna vaccines because of the serious harm they cause which is great this is what we need to do we need to say no absolutely not stop this the data is there uh the lead author of peer-reviewed research reanalyzing Pfizer and Moderna mRNA vaccine trials, vaccine in quotes, because these aren't vaccines. These are mRNA, uh, what are they, gene editing experiments? I don't know. Uh, his name is Joseph Freeman. He called for an immediate suspension of COVID injections due to serious harms. And Dr. Asim said, this is huge. This is probably, my name is Dr. J we watched this video so yes he's calling for it this is good we need it they're absolutely right um meanwhile we have public schools starting to screen their fully vaccinated athletes for heart problems as the mainstream media's narrative crumbles can't hide it people know the truth people are scared they want to know what the hell's going on Public schools across America have begun screening fully vaccinated students for heart problems following a tidal wave of evidence linking the toxic jabs to heart problems. Schools are finally listening to the concerns of parents who are asking whether their children are safe to play sports after seeing an exponential rise in the number of young and healthy athletes collapsing and often dying on the field. Yeah. Oh my goodness absolutely terrible we do need to stop this stuff immediately um new foia documents revealed the COVID pandemic was a department of defense operation dating back to obama quote the pentagon controlled the COVID 19 program from the very beginning and everything we were told was political theater to cover it up right down to the fda vaccine approval there's actually a long video on this. If you guys want it, I'll post it right now on the Social Red Pill, www.socialredpill.com. It's a 13 to our top minute, story. 13 minute clip by Chief Nerd. Now, a bombshell new report shows that the Department of Defense, yes, the Pentagon, controlled the COVID 19 program from the very beginning. 13 minutes, so I'm not going to play the whole thing. I will copy the link now and share it to the Social Red Pill if you guys want to jump over there and uh, watch that whole thing if you if you care to. Big stuff, good, important stuff. We need to stop the jabs. And that's what 
that's it and that's that. I was arguing with somebody on Twitter about the jabs and they're like doing fake math. Ugh. They're like 220 million people got jabbed and only 1 million of 1 million of them had heart problems and this is according to the CDC which they didn't put any links or anything so I was like whatever. But they're like if you do the math that's 0.00034% chance that you have a heart issue. And I was like uh, your data is probably like I don't accept your data as valid first of all and I pulled up all the data I could and I couldn't validate it and I sent them real data and then um, I did the math and their math wasn't even right it's actually more like a half a percent chance or like a point four one or one million is like almost half a percent of uh, it's like point five percent of 220 million so I was like, where the fuck are you getting these numbers? And if that's the case, just getting a heart problem from the vaccines, you have a better, you have a bigger chance of getting a heart problem from the vaccine than you do of even getting like wildly sick from COVID, which is a very small chance. So I'm like, and, and heart disease is only a small fraction of what happens from these experimental mRNA injections, gene therapies. You have so many other issues. You have turbo cancer. You have... um other issues, so many issues. Every issue you could imagine that has to deal with inflammation and cancer and all this stuff is increased from this jab. It seems to be to me, according to all this data coming out. So people are still just, oh, it's good. I'm going to take my fifth jab here coming up soon. I think. I don't know. What number are they on? I have no idea. But this stuff needs to stop. The data is there. Good God. Anyway. Ugh. Hopefully we get some good news here. We need good news. Oh, maybe this month, uh, this isn't like anything huge, but criminal charges against Alec Baldwin might be coming <laughs> this month. So that would be fun. I love the love to see him go to jail. He's, he shot a woman in the face. Let's not forget that. And I don't think, you know, he's, I think there's a lot of skeletons in his closet potentially. And I, I don't know. I'm just saying <laughs> rumors in the street. Uh, I don't think he's a great fella. Um, yeah. All right, you guys. Well, that's it for today. And if I miss, missed anything huge, please share it with me on the social red pill or Twitter or elsewhere. I am uh, Vince Tagliavia and uh, socialredpill.com, www.socialredpill.com. You could find myself. You could find Josh there. Uh, tune in tonight to the Daily Dose at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Joshua Reed and I will be discussing the unfolding global conspiracy, etc. And we would love for you to be there. Um, yeah, that's it and that's that. I don't think I have any big announcements for today. Just a casual day. Stay safe out there. Keep sharing the truth and telling the truth to your neighbors take care thank you to all the donators who support the show i appreciate you very much and uh, take care god bless and god speed